Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group, our roundtable. She serves, she matters with our partner, NWVU, which is the National Women Veterans United. August is National Wellness Month. Today is Saturday, August 13, 2022. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, Army National Guard veteran and co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have our partner on the line, a familiar voice you've heard before many times over the years in this show. That is Rochelle Crump. She's a U.S. Army veteran, the president and founder of the National Women's Veterans United. She brought us a panelist, Felice Searles. She's a U.S. Air Force disabled veteran and executive director of the Nancy's Home Care Services. We want to talk about how the VA is doing with VA resources when it pertains to home health care services, particularly for aging minority military women veterans. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing fine. Thank you. How are you doing, Sean? Doing good really to hear good. your voice, and thank you so much for having us today. Pleasure's all mine. So, what's going on? So, with, or is there a disparity between what, um, particularly first with older veterans? We had um, the Jesse Brown video on earlier, and they talked about some of the things they're doing now with with senior veterans and people who have maybe not getting the attention that they needed. Now, the v- Jesse Brown VA stepping up and trying to give some resources to older veterans. So, what could the VA be doing also in other places? to help senior veterans, but particularly women, minority veterans. Well, absolutely. And I'm glad that they're having that conversation uh, because it is very much warranted. And, you know, when you talk about the seniors, you talk about some people who are just not seniors. They're also disabled seniors, which has a different impact, you know, on their livelihood, if you will and the type of help and services that they need, you know, on a consistent basis. So, and I don't believe that, you know, and I'm glad to hear that they recognize that again, and that means that they will have to do something about it, you know, because sometimes we don't talk about things because if we do, we have to do something about it. That's what we say about the violence, you know, and things like that that come up. But let's just say that, you know, when you think about, Getting old, you know, is not like it used to be when you were able to care for yourself and we all try to take care of ourselves as long as we can. However, we still wind up needing different things. You know, we start looking around our house and I just have to use myself as an example. I have stairs in my house. I started looking at the stairs and I'm saying, okay, well, what's going to happen in a couple of years or more? You know, do I stay here? Do I move? You know, I'm I'm thinking ahead of the game, if you will. What mm-hmm. if something happens and, you know, I become disabled right away? You know, how would I take care of myself? Can I rely on my son to have to do that? Will he have to put his own life on hold? You know, you're looking at all of those things that really matter as you get older. And, of course, you know, it comes at you as a surprise. So, you know, you look at the outside of home care services in which, um, you know, I'm working hard with uh, police and we're working with some outside entities to try to bring more funding 
into the fold of being able to help those who need it in the home, some with skilled care and some without skilled care. You know, because you look at certain things when they do home care services, and now you're looking at COVID, how that impacted, you know, people going to the home to get the services they needed. Uh, you look at now people are going into homes where no one even knew that that senior who's 80 years old is li- living in squalor or, you know, uh, they're hoarders. You know, you're looking mm-hmm. at things like that. Are they reporting it? What are they doing about it? Do we have something in place that would be able to help them pay for it? You know, it's all those things that we don't necessarily talk about. That's why it's so important today to have this conversation. I think it is important to have that conversation, particularly um, as because we all, if we're if we are blessed, we'll be getting older. So, but one of the yes. few things we plan for is getting older, and then and but if you've ever had to take care of someone who was older, that's usually when you get your first wake up call. If you are fortunate and blessed enough to have been able to take care of an older person and watch the situations that they go through, where they can't get out of bed or they have difficulty dressing themselves or cleaning the house up, keeping the house clean, or for being forgetful about stuff, taking their medications, for example. Felice, what can you add to the conversation? What are some of the resources that are out there? Because um, home health care is a big industry. However, yes. it's very expensive. Yes. Yes. So, um, hi. Um, so, the VA, they do offer in-home care through the uh, VA Community Care Program. And then you also have the Illinois Department on Aging. Um, if the person is um, income qualified for so services through the Illinois Department on Aging. And then you also have Department of um, Rehab Services as well, DOORS. Um, so there are some resources available uh, for those who are. You broke up a little bit. You was a Felicia there. Yes, this is me. Right, there you go. You lost here for about a second. What was that last sentence you said? Uh, You're breaking up again. Can you hear me now? There you go. Okay. So you have the Illinois Department on Aging. You have the VA. And then you also have Department of Rehabilitation Services. Okay. What's some resources um, available for seniors? And people with disabilities. But as Rochelle mentioned, I think one of the challenges as a community provider for those for these services for members or people who need them, I think it's just getting the information mm-hmm. oftentimes. You know, unless you know about these services, aware of these services, oftentimes you're not told or you're not, you know, given the information. Even with the VA. Um I I encountered a lot of veterans who were qualified, who were otherwise qualified, or possibly qualified for the services, but because they had, they'd never been told that these services are available through the VA for veterans. They just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I had that a hard I time with myself. I remember one time I had a I ran across a vet who uh, needed some home health care. He was he was by himself, had no family, no beneficiaries, no mm-hmm. nothing, living by himself, and he had to go into a facility, but he couldn't afford the facility. So the next best thing, since his house was paid for, and he qualified mm-hmm. for some kind of tax credits because of some counties, um, a lot of counties around the country, if you're a veteran, particularly if you're a disabled veteran, particularly if you're a veteran of certain wars, 
they might even waive your property taxes. If people need to research mm-hmm. near where they live and see what kind of tax benefit, the property tax benefits are in their area. So his house is paid for, but you can't live in it because he can't live by himself. Mm-hmm. So trying to find mm-hmm. the care it was, it was, I mean, months later, we finally got him at least. He, and plus he had never been in the VA system. He never mm-hmm. applied for any VA benefits other than his tax credits. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so how yeah. do you, so, so what's the best option to go? The Department of Aging you mentioned, the VA, but does the, do all the VA's facilities have the same information? No, they do not. Um, and, you know, I think it depends on the doctor or, the like, their nurse. Uh, some of, some the, of the doctors work VA. In a social worker, like some, I have some clients because I'm also a community partner with the VA, with both Jesse Brown and Hines. So some would provide that information and yes, send me the referrals. Well, oftentimes, like yesterday, as a matter of fact, um, I went to meet with a family. The husband has uh, early stages of Alzheimer's, a Vietnam veteran. And, of course, they were going to pay out of pocket. They were going to go privately with my agency. So I asked the question, I'm like, uh, do you know this is a service you could possibly get through the VA? And you may not have to pay for it, or at least you get the help with the cost. Because they were looking for about, what, five hours a day, five days a week. They had no clue mm-hmm. wow. that they were and He actually used the VA. Wow. But they were willing to pay me as an agency. And he is a Vietnam 100% disabled veteran. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah, I told the why I said, you know, what you need to do is call your call his uh, his social worker or call the VA, his doctor, and let his doctor know. Because he, I mean, based on what they look for, they have like a, a chart, if you will. And if they meet, like, I think it's three of the ADLs, activities of daily living, if they need assistance or are unable to do it on their own, then they can possibly qualify. With him being 100%, he would definitely qualify. So I, I um, advise her to call her doctor, or his doctor, rather, and let him know that, you know, he needs some home care because she's at home. She's his primary caregiver, and they got all the kids taking turns to assist. So that's a good example. She had no clue. As a Vietnam veteran, he was mm-hmm. possibly, I can't, you know, possibly eligible for some home care services. So I think at the VA, oftentimes it's just if you're not, you know, it's just the information's not given. Mm-hmm. Now, and then there's a problem Rochelle, with in before, between. Before we go into that, Rochelle, can mm-hmm. p- can people contact your your because you're a not for profit uh, and we're not for profit. Can people go to an organization like yours and get these types of resources, get information about these things? If they come to our resources, we're actually going to link them to Nancy's daycare because they are licensed, and if she cannot take them or help them, she basically is going to refer them to another entity and that's the same thing with us before we transfer people we get all the information and it's just like not me saying okay i'm going to send them to nancy's daycare i'm going to contact nancy's daycare and i'm going to give them the scenario and i'm going to give them the income bracket i'm going to tell them everything and my my question is can you help this person you know it's not just a a a handoff with no hand right you know, instead of sending them to a closed door, we right. first find out. We do all the running for them, all the calling for them. So they don't have to do anything except then register for a system that has indicated based on what you have given us, including income factors and everything, we can help that person. 
And if they can't, then we are going on to the next phase of that. Or enough of our VSOs. And we do that for all referrals that we do. We do not just send people to people Mm -hmm. without having that exclusive conversation with them in order to uh, make sure that they can be helped. So are are VSOs doing a good job with that? No. I think, and that's what I was going to kind of allude to, was that I am hoping that they're doing better than they what they were initially. They had one person typically handling home care services. You could never contact that person. Um, you leave messages. In fact, that lady was so overwhelmed, and this is the honest guy truth, I called the VA and she answered the phone, hello. Hmm. That's how overwhelmed she was. I said, is this the VA? Yes, it is. How can I help you? And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I'm thinking to myself, so when do we pick up a phone and say hello? Right. And not indicate who you are and where you you are. You know, but then I found out from her own, um, her own supervisor that she was the sole person working in that system. And we were calling about something urgent. We had a member who basically was still in the military, but she was transitioning basically out of the military, but she had not uh, been um, transferred yet. So we were trying to see what kind of services we could get her while she was on that TDR program, you know, not yet ready, not the paperwork hadn't gone through, in other words. Mm -hmm. We're trying to set her up so that she would, you know, be able to do it you know, to have the home care services that she needed today because the military didn't provide it. And I think, uh, Felice, you can correct me if I'm wrong, going through the TRICARE was much more expensive for her to even to do that piece to it. And the military pretty much was more interested in trying to get her discharged out of the military so that it could become the VA's problem. But it was a smart nurse at the facility hospital where she was that would not allow them to go in that room and and make her sign those papers. She said, you will not do this to my patient. And she did not let the military in. They said she belonged to us. And she told them, not today she doesn't. Wow. And then she eventually passed away. But she was able to get all of her honors just because that nurse was thinking and did not allow the military to discharge her. She passed away. So, you know, you got some things that are going on that are unique things that are going on that the VA pretty much may not ever be privy of. You know what I'm saying? So it's all types of things that fall on the social worker. But when you only have a few social workers that are working in that entity, you know, you lose sight of what's going on around you in the communities and you're only dealing with the people who you have in the hospital because that's where they are located. They're in the hospital and they have to make decisions for those people as well. But they don't do a really, really good job at it because they have too many patients and they have too many other jobs that they do. That's the thing. You I know, think and I'm glad to notice is, they're is doing really... better. I don't want to take that away from them right. to say that they're not doing better because they are doing much better. You know, and I salute them wholeheartedly for doing better. But we still have a long way to go. We still have uh, things that we need to hold them accountable for. And, and that's why we're having this conversation today also. But it seems like the big the big issue is, and this is not just with the VA but across the country, is that we have an aging global population, particularly here in the United Absolutely. States and Western countries. 
So more and more people are aging. We have people living longer. And it seems like a lot of industries, corporate America, I think, has already figured this out. They were, they're ahead of the game, it seems like. They're getting stuff yeah. marketing ready. They, yeah. You're seeing ARP commercials on every, every time we turn around on TV. They're already aware of this, and they have their marketing schemes all in line. The VA, seems like, mm-hmm. and a lot of other places have to catch up. But remember, Social Security has been talking about this for a long time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Preparing us for the wrath of, you know, the next generations who will not really be able to enjoy Social Security money to the fullest. Right, exactly. We might have a yeah, day we absolutely. wake up where there's two seniors for every person absolutely. who's not a senior. Where the majority of the population will be a senior population here in America. So you got to get That's things right. online. You got to start... So what is in, in, in the military is even more so because the military population is shrinking and we're an yeah. aging population at the same time. So so we have yeah. 22 million, roughly 21 million, roughly veterans, more than half, something like 65 percent, I believe, is actually closer, are, vet, are uh, seniors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I another challenge I saw was, six, was 11 million mm-hmm. that yeah. are over 60 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, another challenge, too, I, I see with the Um, that's okay, Rochelle. Uh, one of the other things, even with the veterans, okay, amongst the veterans that I have within my agency that, you know, have been approved for home care services through the VA. I think to the VA, okay, they've been approved, and they need care. Some live alone. Mm-hmm. But the VA will only yep. authorize them three hours a week. Six hours a week. That's what I heard. There was something. Oh. And that is, I mean, I, I have a few. Uh, one gentleman, he's, you know, he's unable to get himself cleaned in the morning. He's unable to put mm-hmm. his clothes on. He has dementia. Every morning when the caregiver, well, she only goes three days a week. But when she show up, he's, you know, she has to help him get dressed. It hurts him just to mm-hmm. walk to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he only gets about six hours a week. I even talked to mm-hmm. his social worker. And you know, it's like that's all they want to give him. And to me, it's like he needs more care. He needs more help. He lives alone. He's a single Vietnam veteran. He lives alone, mm-hmm. really don't have family to help. Let me, so ask you this, even with let me the, jump this out. Just one question. Is, there, is that a, because, of the, because there's not enough resources or not enough people to allocate that kind of time that he needs? Or is it because they're just being they're just being stingy with you know with the hours they want to pay? I for think it. honestly, I think it's been stingy. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the people. I think they just really been stingy with the hours. Hmm. And then I think that has a lot to do with it. And then there's other organizations like like I mean this was actually something the VA actually mentioned to me, which I thought about uh, for uh, like I said a particular friend of mine that had that uh, passed away, but at that time needed care using Catholic uh, charities, using other uh, not-for-profits to try to, to step in and fill that gap and fill that void. Our, mm-hmm. So it leads me to my next question is, does the VA pay for, this is my last question because we we're running out of time, does the VA pay for someone to else to come in to provide cooking, cleaning, helping you straighten your house, take your medicine, things like that, take it to the doctor? No. So um, some of my veterans, they do, you can actually, I call it double dip, so you can also receive if you're qualified. But with the Department of Aging, they actually have stricter qualifications than even the VA. Wow. Uh, in terms of, the, it's based on income. Now, a lot of my vets are eligible for it, so a lot of vets do substitute 
some of the hours, you know, maybe the VA give them six and they may get 15 through um, the Department on Aging. Okay. So I do have some like that. But I still believe, though, it's just not enough, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, I mean, some of my vets, they really and truly need at least, you know, eight hours a day. You know, someone not just in the morning, but maybe in the evening as well, help them get in bed. And they just, you know, I mean, some have family to help, but those that don't have family, um, mm-hmm. they don't have really anyone to assist them. They're pretty much left on it to their own devices. So I think that's another challenge. With the aging population, the growing need, and the cost is very expensive to try to pay out of pocket. And um, yes. most, I mean, not just veterans, but people in general, it's, it's unless you prepare for that. Um, mm-hmm. It can, you know, be that other medical expenses and then you're all just day-to-day living to, you know, provide for yourself. Having home care is tough. Mm-hmm. And most mm-hmm. seniors want to stay home. They don't want to go to a nursing home. And that's right. kind of the option for so many who kind of can, if with the right care, stay home. But they're mm-hmm. almost forced to a nursing home or some kind of facility because it's just too costly for them. Now, on that note, Felice right. Searles, she's a U.S. Air Force disabled veteran and executive director of Nancy's Home Care Services. And Rochelle Crump, thank you for coming back. U.S. Army veteran, president and founder of National Women's Veterans United. Thank you for your time and all the information you gave us. Thank you so thank much. You well. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.